0: You want to find and keep your tribe of raving fans. I want to support that journey. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with your host, Justin Lamb of 360 Media. I explore ways to help you build a more attractive business that finds and keeps your tribe of raving fans. Hey everybody! This is Justin Lamb. You're listening to episode 37 of the Digging Deep podcast, where we help business owners build better businesses. And today, I am joined by a wonderful, energetic, and super happy gentleman uh, over at Studio CNG in Calgary. He's the co-founder of a UX and UI uh, development firm. Uh, thank you for joining me here today, Gabe Wong. Thanks,
1: Justin. <laughs> Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for stumbling through my first uh, mess up in there. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I, I really wanted to, to uh, sort of start us and kick us off. It's, um, it was something I think was really interesting when we, when we met the first time we talked about it. Uh, but for the people who are listening in uh, who might not necessarily understand or know what that is, in your words or in your world, what is UX and UI?
1: Hmm, that's a really good question. So UX and UI to like really funly tossed around uh, acronyms. Uh, UX being user experience is quite broad. Um, it's about how somebody interacts with something. Um, I guess for us, the context is always software. Um, but it's about the whole journey and the experience and what they see and what they feel and how it helps them. That's, that's the experience that you're, you're, you're talking about here. UI is very, very defined, very specific. It's uh, the elements that make the visual aspects of any application. Uh, a user interface is what it stands for. And it's really what the person interfaces with. It's quite literal, both of these terms.
0: Amazing. And so, you know, for for those people who are kind of just already glazed over about software and whatnot, uh, we can think of it in the real world, just the same. Uh, and we thought, think about it as if you're in a cashier uh, ready to check out your user interface is the cashier itself. And the user experience is how well it was when the person checked out your uh, groceries, typed in all the codes, bagged your groceries. So that's how we define UI and UX in real world terms. Um, but from the software terms, if uh, If we say maybe go to a website can you maybe share what that looks like and and what that means on a website level
1: yeah sure so on the website level similar to the kind of cashier um, analogy here the UI portion would be what's loaded on screen like immediately you see a whole bunch of stuff Uh, but the experience is how what you see on screen guides you to the next step like where, where are they putting links for you um, are they answering questions for you like uh, do you feel helped um, can you find the next step um, and then finally can you even stumble your way through to the cash register where you can finally complete your journey so um, website terms that's kind of what you'd be looking at that's the the experience versus the interface
0: so how important is it? I mean, do you have any statistics or any kind of sort of data that shows, you know, how detrimental it can be? I mean, I know how much it is, but I think, um, you know, for those people who are, you know, entrepreneurs and they're building websites, I think what they would, you know, really want to understand is, you know, how big of a, a difference can it make, you know, in terms of having a good UI and then, of course, a good UX uh,
1: for the customer journey. -hmm so it, it's quite impactful so a typical person nowadays um, shopping online or looking stuff up online the expectation of finding information is actually quite quite high it, It's a high barrier to overcome. Um, most people will give up if they can't find something within 30 seconds to if they're generous a minute and, and and if you can't guide them through or give them an exciting enough experience to overcome that first hump then you're kind of at a loss like any amount of like fanciness or or you know fun moving things on screen won't save you if they can't find exactly what it is they're looking for within those 30 seconds so statistics and percentages and stuff aside like if if you can't express or or communicate something in 30 seconds like you're kind of moot so the experience here is really important like what you choose to show them first and the following steps to guide them through thereafter becomes then super important like how do you extend that time it becomes a game of like what's such an engaging experience that they'll keep looking
0: fair enough and so then how did you get into this industry like you know what drove you to get into
1: ui and UX? (laughs) um well well this old man um came from an era back when software development was all for engineers by engineers um and and those kinds of things and so you'd come up and have all these applications which amazing it did phenomenal amounts of math um you know it saved people's lives so to speak But but like it's it's so feature based like it would be science for the sake of making science and and you'd always be like, Oh, you know, this is so amazing. How is somebody ever gonna find these hidden features and and be like, Oh, like, let's just put a button per per feature on like massive screen and and it would be good, and you 're like well that 's not helpful it like, 's just running you know features and, and so I came up from a world like that and and part of the journey was you know pushing back and, and fighting for you know users and and how they would use these pieces of software to improve their workflow, improve their days and so uh you know one thing led to the to the next and i found myself uh out just fighting for for this cause and we spun up our own own company
0: (laughs) amazing and i think it's you know we 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 should tell people or to like share that you know it it requires a really unique kind of um, mindset in terms of trying to bridge the gap between ui and ux because this is not I mean, as much as it's intuitive to some people, it really isn't intuitive to all people. And I think a lot of people when they're building websites, they're really just, they're kind of putting things together or they're using templates Mm. and templates are the bane of my existence (laughs) (laughs) because What works for one doesn't necessarily work for all and you know if you're just propagating information to a template. I have issues with that. Because if you're doing that you're not really thinking about what that user experience is you're just kind of filling it in because it was cheaper to try to do it yourself for the man hours, but you're not serving your end customers and so From my experience as we work with clients. I see that know there's a lot of stalemate in terms of you know getting people to take actions on website or to even find what they're looking for because it's just in a template and they're just kind of shoving things Mm. (laughs) willy-nilly so for you you know what are some ways that a person can maybe you know start to write things down or present it to a ui ux you know, individual or before or or programmer, um, you know, what are some ways that they can help organize themselves so that, you know, you're given the right information.
1: Mm. So I think the, the most important part of crafting experience or, you know, figuring out whether this template works for you or not even, um, is to find out like the whole root of what you're trying to do. And, and no, it's not making money. That's not what you're trying to do. Um, if you can precisely define out the journey and where you want to be, you can work backwards and, and try to fill in the gap, right? Because it's not like, you know, the other kind of story always goes it's not that nasa built a rocket ship just to build a rocket ship right they they wanted to build something that could go to the moon and come back that, that was the goal right and then they filled in the gaps in between so similar to you know the the website like you have to define like what, what you wanted out of it in the first place like what did you want your customers to do once they landed on it like like design and like tech and all that stuff aside, like were they supposed to call you afterwards? Like were they supposed to learn something? Like is it like a place for resources? Is it a place for entertainment? Like is it a place to book a table? So like you have to kind of define first like what it is you want and, and what it is that you're you're trying to help people do first of all. And then you can fill in the gaps. Like, oh okay like that that's really cool. Like um how did they uh, do what they were trying to do before they landed to your website. Like that, if it was a restaurant, did they call and then immediately ask for a reservation? Is that what people do? Do people call you and and ask for a menu, or do they walk on the street and you know go to a restaurant, look on the side of the wall, like oh, okay that's today's special? What are these things that people usually do without the technology? Like let's bring it back to that, and then find a fun and amazing way to to do that online quickly quickly Um, and, and so i'd always start there it's like what what are we trying to do like let's let's start with the the root and then you can fill in the blanks
0: and i like how you stress quickly um because i think a lot of people don't really under don't really realize how much you can be penalized in search engines and website rankings just because it is a convoluted and or slow process, whether it's you know on the, the data processing and so where you're hosting your server, uh, all the way to how many clicks it takes to get to it. Cause that slows you down, right? Can we mm-hmm. talk about that? Like, is there an optimal amount of, oh, and you know that I, I love this stuff. So I'm gonna put it to Gabe. <laughs> gonna, so all you guys, I'm, I'm gonna ask Gabe some pretty important questions, So take note. So Gabe, tell me, is there sort of, uh, amount of clicks that people start to get tired of if they can't find things?
1: I think if you have to dig beyond three pages and you're not feeling progress, like it's a lost cause. But to be honest, it's not about the number of clicks or the number of buttons on screen, it's how cleverly and how how smoothly you you slide those in, just like how Justin's really smoothly sliding in questions. It's not about the number of questions he asked, it's like how smoothly he did it. And so then like, if you can think about somebody's question from your own experiences that they would ask in order and you were able to move your clicks or your pieces of information on the site in the order that people normally ask you in, you know like maybe like like the restaurant example maybe the first thing i'd want to know is like what time they're open you know and then secondly like do they take reservations and maybe thirdly like what's on the menu or maybe like those those three could be interchanged like into like what time they're open what's on the menu and lastly what if they take reservations so if you could think about the questions people would ask your business and and formulate you know the the information in that order if it's three clicks that's fine if it's no clicks that's okay too but so long as like the information is are are all coming in a timely fashion and you're answering people's questions as they're thinking about it in their brains then some suddenly you have something that's a a little more interesting (laughs)
0: amazing and i think that's really important because you know what gabe is is really what what I mean, and you can correct me if i'm wrong What i what i believe that you're describing is a user journey right and that's mm-hmm. the user interface in that terms and on top of that we layer other ui um, concepts right so that's the graphics interface as well mm-hmm. you know using certain colors buttons you know, so all of these things kind of get layered in. So it's not just one UI, you know, uh, one good UI could be messed up by a bad UI layered on top of it too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to make, you know, you have to make sure when you guys are building websites out there and you guys are putting things together is to look at all the different layers of UI and how they complement each other and how they create synergy uh, and not to oppose or, or downplay how well, you know, lower layers are um, by messing it up on top
1: hundred percent so the I guess the funny thing about UI and graphics it's like I think a fun fun point to make Um, you you remember how we mentioned that you need to communicate info quickly and and kind of fun in a fun way you know one of the things that like we as business owners always get caught up with is like words like if, if there's any Fidgets that happen and, and delay projects. This is about how how you want to say something. And as business owners, we always want to tell our stories. Like we're always like, yeah, you know, you know, back in nineteen eighty two, you know, we did this and it was great, and we're still great, and all, all that good stuff. But I think like the the fun thing that we have to understand about communication um, when, when making these websites or is that the images and the UI elements are helping you say things that you couldn't say quickly in words. And so that becomes really important when you're choosing pictures or selecting like UI pieces to layer on top as Justin was saying. And that's one thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about what compliments are, are, are not like if you have a restaurant and you're just showing pictures of like cool cars, like, you know, there's, there's a bit of a disconnect. You're, you're wasting the opportunity there when someone looks at something to understand that you serve food (laughs) uh, and and potentially not an auto mechanic body shop.
0: (laughs) That's very true. Unless the car has a bag sticking out of it, in which case it's like DoorDash and Uber Eats. McDonald's.
1: (laughs) McDonald's. (laughs) Rush delivery
0: available. Amazing, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what it is that you do uh, in terms of, of doing um, UI UX work you know how do you take, take us through the process as you're, you're going through clientele
1: mmm yeah so uh, everybody goes through a process that we run through um, we are mad scientists at heart so we, we like to put a lot of process in things that normally people would think are kind of artsy fartsy like yeah buy from the internet these templates they're artists it looks pretty and it must be good um so so we try to put some science behind it. so first we you know obviously get the root of it we define what the journey is like what's your nasa journey like like are you going to just launch something into space and hope for the best like are you just landing on the moon or you want to come back also so we define the journey first um then you know, we think about all the key players, right? Like you you design things for humans. At the end of the day, we're still um, a human-centric firm. So at the core of it, somebody's going to consume whatever it is you're designing or whatever it is you're making. So um, we define out who the players are. And then we study behaviors, actually. Like behaviors is, is something really interesting. And it goes back to the you know, I, and again, I'm dating myself back when things were a little physical, you know, you still went outside to get the mail and like all that good stuff. Like, um, you, you think about the behaviors people had seasoned and, and, and ingrained in themselves. Like w- what did people used to do without this great thing you're trying to make?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And think about that. And then think about the journey between the players and, and what it is that, they used to do and try to find out where the technology you're wanting to design sits. Like are we shortcutting like a middle step like are we making you know the delivery more exciting you know mail is always an exciting one you know we used to you know scribble stuff on a piece of paper um, stuff in an envelope hope you paid for the correct postage and then off it goes. And then in, in two to three months, you might get a reply back. And that was your, your kind of input as to whether your your mail was sent successfully or not. And so then if you think about the digital world and you're designing something to replace that, then you got to remember we wrote stuff, we sent stuff. And then through a reply, we got some sort of um, kind of notification that we got back as dude got back to you. And so then, you know, was there something in between that would have been good? Like, is technology advanced enough such that I can confirm I sent it and they received it? Like, like there's a lot of little things like that that, like, you have to think up on where your technology sits that makes my day as a mail writer better. And once that's all sorted out, we actually do a bit of... Um, online browsing online shopping uh so to speak because you know at at this point in time and day and age um there's nothing that's not really been solved like you know we're all unique snowflakes but we're all the same like there's all sorts of problems we have that have been solved potentially not in your specific industry but in maybe a different industry and you have to look around you have to you have to observe um to be able to to learn and, and record back. So so then you you take on dynamics where you're like, oh, you know what? Like this other industry that sent um, parcels maybe had had already this dynamic that they use. And, and you would try to see if that fits in your industry. You in, you're now finding Lego pieces together. You're like, oh my God, like let's find all these Lego pieces together. And then finally you decide whether these pieces fit or not and start putting together different dynamics to see if you can quickly generate like a concept
0: and I love that I love how you put (laughs) that all together and and, you know it's it's really amazing because the way you describe it I think is uh fantastic in the sense that I mean something even as simple as is the way Steve Jobs revolutionized much of the world in terms of the technology that Apple originally put out you know he he All of these different things existed, Uh, all the different, you know, types of ports, software, you know, hardware interfaces, but he was so good at seeing all these tangent industries and being able to put it in together into one key product, you know, and that was what's amazing. And I think, you know, when we're as, as creatures, we try to, we try to take the easy route as many times as possible. I think like Mm. by and large humans (laughs) are lazy. Right. Um, But if we, take a step back out of our own industry and really do look at the breadth of what is available around the world. You're right. You know, we have solved so many of life's big issues, right? I mean, we're solving like micro problems now, I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how to be lazier, but um, you know, but that being said, you know, there's so many things that we can look at, you know, from, from behavioral psychology, you know, in children, all the way, to you know user experiences from other other industries other tangent you know uh competitors or you know all of these things can accumulate to make your user experience better you know for your particular variables yeah so i think it's really amazing that you you discussed that and and, and really touched on
1: yay um it, it's all part of being like i guess like resourceful like i, I think like you know, laziness aside, I think we're just such efficient cr- creatures that, like, if you're resourceful, like, you'll find the answers quickly. And then I guess, like, um, finally on on that part of the journey, once you've, you know, kind of assembled your concept, it's really important to actually get it out and test, right? Like, because, you know, at the start of the journey, we said that there this was made for people, right? So no better time to test the Franken concept than to actually have real life humans like try it out and um give you real life feedback because i think the the difficulty is we, we always want stuff done yesterday so that's the way of the world it, it is um, and unfortunately it doesn't take time to sit and, and plan or, or figure out feedback quick enough before you dive into these these massive builds that could you know eat up many months and so getting feedback Immediately on the concept is very useful, and part of that is asking your humans like you listed the players, you know exactly who to ask, so find them, ask them, and uh, get feedback and adjust like because you know like when you're in the thick of it it's difficult to see you know like the tree from the forest, so to speak, and your your humans your your humans and your players will really help you see that and help you. Uh, sidestep any massive holes or, like, gaps in, in knowledge that uh, you might have.
0: Amazing. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. This is going to, this is going to, this is going to make you work. Can you think of or, or do you know of any particular website or, you know, particular user experience that you think is top-notch? Oh, hmm. Google interesting Do
1: elaborate elaborate so (laughs) it's a it's a bit of a journey actually so when google came about um when i was uh, a little younger yahoo was pretty king and and what yahoo and like web crawler and like all those like fun little like searches um did back in the day was tune people into um a habit of looking up what they wanted on on a page so 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 the groundwork was laid so it, it was it was amazing um but what google did really amazingly was have nothing on a page but a search bar like the experience of that like we have to think like they had all this real estate they did not fall into temptation and they just wanted you to do exactly what it is they wanted you to do. And you do it every day, every day, whole jillions of people out everywhere do exactly what it is Google wants you to do, which is to look up stuff. And that to me is one of the best examples you can find um, that everybody knows anyways, of a great experience there's one purpose you go on the screen and you just do the thing and that's it and and the the results of of what you do thereafter is it, quite good it reminds you what you looked up and it shows you the results what it thinks that you you wanted and then from there you can fine-tune Um, even nowadays comes with suggestions it's like well did you misspell did you mean this like are you silly you know like those kinds of things are are nice like helpful pieces as you know time kind of progressed but like at the core of it I actually think that's probably like the most friendly and the absolute most intuitive uh, thing ever there was only you know one thing to do and and they did it good (laughs)
0: I agree. I agree. And and I like it that you explain it that way because <clears throat> with simplicity, there is value, right? Um, you know, being able to really whittle down to that bare bone basic, that minimalistic nature that really just drives the one action that you really wanted them to do. Uh, and because Google is really a data giant, right? There's mm-hmm. there using AI and, and, and technology to harness data that it's so amazing that nowadays you can just type in the part of your question and other suggestions are coming up and like, that's how powerful it is. It's aggregating all this data and sorting it because like no human could really do that at that rate. I mean, with millions of people in the world typing in their searches and they're able to say, well, as you type these four words, this is what everybody else has been looking up. So <laughs> are these it, right? They're even like finishing your sentences for you.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's amazing um, how much like data uh, goes through Google. And I think like you bring up an interesting dynamic is exactly what we were talking about previously when we're mapping the journey. Like you've got to answer people's questions as they're thinking about it. And part of the humans is kind of fun and interesting. It makes you kind of the, the thought leader immediately is, you know, usually we have a question, we think about it and then we ask, right? Like that's that's what we do. So if your brain is thinking about a question and you haven't physically asked it, and you see the answer on the screen, it feels good. Like you're like, oh, okay, like, oh that's great like oh yeah these guys get me like they're just answering stuff as i'm thinking about it this is so amazing the kind of like live uh feed and suggestions as you're typing is a method of doing that and so like it it's always about like answering people's questions serving them and getting them exactly what it is they think they wanted <laughs>
0: amazing So I ask everybody on our podcast before we sign off and of course I'm cognizant time. And I know you and I could probably just talk at length about this. So you know, those people who are listening, thank you for listening to this far and we can totally nerd out. Um, but if you want us to nerd out another episode, make sure you guys uh, leave some comments and, and shoot me a direct message if you want, want Gabe back on the show, because I think he's, he's stellar. He's uh, got lots of stuff. But Gabe, tell me what is a resource or a website or something that's really inspired your journey that somebody could go and pick up and learn a little bit more?
1: Hmm. Um, I'm going to be a little, like, different here. Um, I'm going to tell people to go out and live life. Because um, if, you, if you don't observe the world, you don't live life, you can't record it. Part of the, the challenge of, of creating or, or generating or designing things is, is you you're, have to draw on experiences. And you have to draw on what you see and what you know of the world. And so if your experience is limited, you're you're not going to be able to as quickly um, be able to solve the problems you have at hand. So like my only advice is like go out, keep an open mind, observe and and just live life. And, And some of these answers to your business's most pressing questions about like what to put on your homepage will come because you have literally lived life and you have understood how it is to actually shop or how it is to actually be around.
0: (laughs) Amazing. So make sure when you're living life, to listen to the podcast and continue to peel back those episodes. (laughs) (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. So if somebody wants to connect with you, how are they going to connect?
1: How do they connect? one, if you DM Justin and tune into his podcast, one that's the perfect way to find me. Um, and also, two, if you guys are curious, uh, go to helloseg.com. You know, leave me a note there, uh, and we can connect.
0: Amazing and so for those people who need to to find that uh, email and link uh, make sure you look in the description because it'll be buried in there somewhere because you know I like to write a lot in the description but for those people who've made it to the very end thank you very much for your time Uh, we really do appreciate the time and that it takes for you to listen to the podcast and I hope I really brought value to you uh, in in the way that we ask questions and if you have other questions feel free to reach out to myself or Gabe about UI and UX and we'd be happy to help you along your journey. Until next time, Thank you so much and have a great day. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Your time is valuable and I'm deeply humbled that you're spending that time with me. I want to make this channel something really great, something you can really enjoy and get a lot of value out of. So if you have any suggestions or comments, please connect with me and let me know. If you enjoyed this content, I'd love it if you'd share with somebody else and if you'd leave a comment on iTunes for me. This helps me rank higher on the search engines. And as always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into marketing and business. Until next time, have a great day.